Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. All right, here's one. Uh, Uber being sued by uh, female passengers who uh, said they were attacked by their drivers. Uh, the women who live in multiple states uh, were, and I'm quoting as far as uh, the allegation, kidnapped, sexually assaulted, sexually battered, raped, falsely imprisoned, stalked, harassed, or otherwise attacked by Uber drivers. And there is a law firm uh, that uh, is out of San Francisco, Slater, Slater, Schulman, uh, filed, uh, I think, according to uh, Uber, uh, Uh, 12 cases. They're saying they filed 25 cases. And the law firm says uh, that uh, it has approximately 550 clients with claims against Uber. And uh, these uh, allegations go back several years. Uh, So it's over the course of uh, what? I don't even know how many years ago. But I want to point something out. Uh, I'm not defending Uber at all, incidentally. I'm really not. Uh, But Statistically, you look at this, and uh, I look this up in terms of how many Uber rides were given last year. The stat that I'm being given by several different sources is worldwide 6.3 billion rides, almost to the point of, wait a minute, That's two-thirds of the population of the planet. How is that possible? But uh, even assuming that it is being exaggerating, hundreds of millions of rides? You know, how many rides did I take? I took 15 Uber rides last year. And my guess is uh, during the course of, I could have been assaulted, assuming I'm female, and I wasn't as ugly as I am, but... uh, uh, you know, overweight, bald females, uh, you know, you just, for some reason, they're not very, never mind. I'm not going to go into that because I'm shaming and then I'm getting in trouble and the emails come. How dare you make fun of bald, overweight men, women, Bill? Okay. Uh, my point is, is that uh, you've got 525 cases over the course of years that have been, that the law firm says it has. And I, there's no reason for me not to believe that. Uh, over hundreds of millions of rides. Not to say that Uber shouldn't get nailed because uh, uh, Uber hires the drivers and therefore Uber is responsible. But uh, let's say Uber argues that it's Uber responsible. And were they negligent? Because the argument is they did everything they could and you just have a driver go squirrely uh, during the course of a driving career. So I, I don't know the answer to that. But at first glance, uh, this is horrific until you start looking and saying, wait a minute, let's look big picture here. You know, we, we caught fraud. 
right? And uh, for example, I'm going to go back to the previous election where the allegation uh, that uh, President Trump won the election because look, there was a fraudulent uh, a fraudulent vote taken taken in this district or five or eight. Therefore, that proves that it's widespread, even though there are 140 million votes cast, uh, we were able to catch 12 of them. Uh, see, that's the argument uh, that I think is being used or can be used here. All right, so much for that. I don't know how much trouble I got in that, uh, on that monologue. I'll find out uh, when the lawsuit hits. See, that's the other argument. I have given I don't know how many monologues in all of the years I've been doing this. How many have been that offensive? Lots and lots, I might add. Let's take some phone calls. Jennifer! Hello, Jennifer. Hello there. Yes. Hi, Bill. I live in an apartment complex that is an um, OC, and they my lease is going to be renewing here in a couple of months. They've sent us out an email saying that when our lease renews, they are going to force us to purchase their um, large internet company provider. Mm -hmm. To um, We are going to be required to purchase internet and TV through this company, and they're going to charge us 100 bucks on our lease. Is this legal? I don't yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing illegal about it. That's simply part of your lease. But if I don't want it, then you I, don't take it. Going, Th then you say no. But they're they're going to they because I, I, I that's what I said. I asked them and they said it's going to be required. Uh, wait a sec. You can't say no to receiving. Right. Well, you can't just say, I don't want TV. I don't want phone. I just want to sit here as a hermit. Correct. They OK. Told me there was no way for me to opt out. All right. Uh, is that legal? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's illegal, but they can do that. That's simply part of the lease, saying, hey, here you go. Uh, like, uh, you're limited to two people there, or people can only stay uh, up to two weeks. Otherwise, we're considering that a tenant. And, uh, you know, is that legal? Yeah. It's a term of the lease. And after the end of uh, your lease period, uh, there's a new lease, and then they just change the terms uh, if, uh, if they want. And they can. Yeah, it's not illegal. By, by the way, let's let's get uh, practical for a moment. What do you care? Um, well, right now I'm trying. It's I'm, I don't have it budgeted in my in my in my finance. Well, wait a minute. How much and are you so, paying? What, what are you paying now for cable <laughs> and uh, satellite if you have it? I don't. I use my um, my cell company, my cell phone. You, I, uh, but I, you're paying for it. Stream. But you're paying yeah, for it. I, what are you paying? Right. What are you paying for that service? I pay, 50 I pay 50 bucks a month okay. for my cell phone. All right. So what they're, the okay. So what they're doing is they're, uh, you use your hotspot for all your internet work? Yes. Okay. I don't technically know how you do that. So uh, basically your rent got raised $100. I mean, what would you do if uh, they raised, uh, raised your rent $100? Would you call me and say, is that legal? No, because I, you know, that's that is a living expense. This is an non-essential, you know, service. So what? That I don't need. I, there's nothing I that says. Not. There's nothing that says they can only charge you for essential services. No, I don't. I don't think uh, that that's an issue. I real. I don't think so. Uh, uh, yeah, and you can move. You can say, okay, uh, I'm. I don't want to pay that. I'm out of it. I'm out of there.
uh, which uh, happens, well, I don't know. If you got decent rent you're paying and they're not jacking up your rent and all they're asking is you pay $100 for the service, then you just look at it that way. You pay $100, and by the way, included is free cable uh, and uh, phone service. Hey, Simon, you're up. Welcome to uh, the show. What can I do for you? Yeah, hey, Bill. Yeah, my fiance, I live in the United States. I'm a U.S. citizen, but my fiance is in Ethiopia. Ethiopia? And, uh, I filed with them. Whoa. Yes, you know, I don't know if I've ever had yeah. a call from uh, yeah, someone in Ethiopia. By the way, do you know how they differentiate oh, wow. uh, the workforce in Ethiopia? Which I just found out. No. Uh, it's differentiated no. between white cholera and uh, blue cholera. Did you know that? No. I oh, don't. okay. Just wondering. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So your fiance so, uh, is yeah. uh, in Ethiopia. So tell me your problem. Yes, sir. So what happened was I filed with the immigration services uh, like two years ago in 2020 because of the COVID. They couldn't process, they couldn't schedule an appointment for her. And then uh, about eight months ago, they scheduled an appointment. But unfortunately, there was like a civil war in Ethiopia. Yeah. And because of that, the U.S. Embassy canceled almost all uh, appointments. So and then about three or four months ago, they restarted again, but they couldn't schedule for her. I reached to them. I called them. They asked me to email. I emailed them. They, again, they asked me to call them. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So can I sue the Department of State? For what? Uh, or the U.S. Embassy? For what? For what, Simon? For, uh, for violation of my civil liberties. What civil liberties are you being violated? Because they're not giving your fiancé uh, a visa quickly enough to come here. What's, what's yes, civil liberties? Exactly. Uh, so where? let me ask you this. Where is that line where your civil liberties are not violated? Is it eight months? Is it 15 months? Where 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 would that line be for you? Uh, reasonable amount. Okay, I mean, what's reasonable? Yeah, what's reasonable? I want to say about maybe two, three months after fighting. Okay, got it. So in the meantime, so let me ask you this. Uh, The State Department is backlogged uh, because of COVID. They can't uh, put people there. And we want to sue them so Simon's fiancé can, I guess, move ahead of the line. Otherwise, your rights are violated. No. Yeah. Here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. No, you can't. You cannot sue immigration for basically anything. That's the problem. Mike, hello, Mike. Welcome. You know, four years ago, five families in our HOA put into the uh, board that we did not want to put a fence in because basically all of our backyards face a field that's going to be developed down the line. They granted us the variance. Well, we had a meeting four years later, a couple months ago, where they said, hey, we made a mistake. We didn't really have the authority to do that. So now you all need to put in a fence. So our question is, if they had ruled correctly on this four years ago, that fence would have been cheaper than it is now. Oh, it doesn't matter. Go- no, it really? doesn't, no, it doesn't work that way. Uh, so it's more expensive now. And so they ruled and they're saying incorrectly. They could turn around and say, uh, we, we're changing our minds. We now want fences in here. The board has a lot of power. You want to look in the CCNRs, and it could be that in order to make a decision like that, the entire 
Uh, HOA has to vote, so you have to look at the uh, CCNRs. But uh, the argument that it's more expensive now than it was four years ago, that doesn't fly legally at all. No, nope. well, that's not good news. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. But no one cares. I mean, truly, uh, uh, absolutely no one cares. Nobel or Noble? Do I have that right? Noble. Noble. All oh, right, yeah, Noble. Right. What can I do for um, you? My tenant called me and said she had bed bugs. I called my pest control company. They went out and told her how what they needed to do, how they needed to treat it. And she started telling them that uh, what they can and cannot treat. She didn't want them treating her bedroom. Okay. The areas only that. Yeah, that's so easy. My question to you. My question to you is, can I give her a 30-day notice to vacate the apartment so I can have it treated? Maybe uh, yeah. They won't, they won't call. I yeah, would. They call yeah. me and said, we can't do that. Yeah, That's I would. Good. I would yeah. say, uh, here's your 30-day notice because you will not cooperate because the place is infested and you will not cooperate. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, it's your I duty. Want, I want my other Yeah. No, I understand. Uh, Noble, it is the argument. It is your duty to, in fact, take care of the infestation. And she is stopping you from doing that. I think that flies. Yep. on a 30-day notice. Okay. You bet. You bet. Okay, Throw her out. Throw her out. Make sure she gets infested even more with all the little bites, etc., with bed bugs. Uh, Robert! Welcome to Handle on the Law. Let's go for it. Handle. Drunk driver takes out a utility box, my neighbor's car, my neighbor's RV, two of my vehicles, my wife's vehicle, and my travel trailer. Uh, he was arrested. His insurance company is taking full responsibility, but he only has $50,000 to cover all the damage. Mm-hmm. My two vehicles that are liability only, I'm being told I'm going to get a fraction right. of what I'm owed. To be his, or my wife's insurance company says, well, we're going to go after the father. We're going to go after his house, his car, and garnish his wages. Where do I stand with even trying to get a penny for my for my liability only vehicles and my travel trailer? Uh, you're, there's all you can do is sue the driver, and if the driver, and the driver was a 24 year old boy, then you're then you're screwed. Hand. What the ones that are liability only? The cars. Uh, what kind of cars? How old? I mean, it's a it's a 20 year old truck that's worth 20 grand, and then a 10 year old commuter that's worth 10 grand, and then my travel okay. trailer is probably worth 15 to 20 grand. Okay, so I'm and, looking at 45 to 50 thousand uh, dollars. Yeah. Uh, what would it have cost you to have an uh, uninsured motorist? I have uninsured motorist. Yeah, I know. What, 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 what would have it cost? You got I'll a 30, 30. Go ahead. $3,500. Is what it would have cost you for uninsured motorists on those vehicles alone? No, no. That's what I'll get paid out from my insurance. No, I understand. But what, what would it have cost you to have under, uninsured or underinsured motorists? Both the same thing. Oh, I can't. I, I have no idea. It would not be. It would be probably a few hundred dollars more than your insurance policy. The bottom line, Robert, is you get, you're going to get screwed. You're not going to see a dime more. Perfect. I appreciate the help. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, okay. It's, um, it's that simple. And that is a perfect example uh, why you want underinsured uh, uninsured motorist coverage for exactly that. Uh, if you get in a multiple car accident and there's a limit insurance, and here's the crazy part, liability insurance, liability only, is still 15000 It has been $15,000 for 40 years. They've never changed it. $15,000 today doesn't cover a bumper. Someone backed into my car. Uh, with a trailer hitch. I was in a parking lot. Just this big honking hole. And uh, so I took it to the dealer and I was having my car serviced. I said, by the way, how much is a bumper? Obviously, I have to replace it. $1,500. Uh, 
Huh? Yeah. Fifteen thirty, right? A scratch, a good healthy scratch, going to cost you more than that. Which means you want uninsured motorists across the board. Uh, it just makes all the sense in the world. All the sense in the world. Uh, Linda, hi, Linda. Welcome to Handle on the hi, Law. Bill. Yes. Um, my son had his car towed about a year and a half ago, and we've been trying to get the company served ever since uh, they did the sixteen hundred dollars worth of damage to it. And um, every time we get either a sheriff or a process server to go out, they claim that the company doesn't exist or it's not the company. And, uh, you know, I'm, time's running out and we don't know what to do. You serve the, the business is what you do. You have the process well, server go up to the office and just yeah, throw uh, the uh, summons right there on the desk. So they don't have to sign for it? No, absolutely not. Okay. They just have okay. to be served. All you need is a process server uh, to swear under the penalty of perjury. Yep, walked in the door, put it on the desk. They've been served, Linda. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just because they say, they're, yeah. They're, they're saying it's a what, Nick? It's a parent, there's a parent company. And that's okay, right. but, it, but not... it doesn't matter. You're still okay. serving the agent. And let them prove there's a parent company. That's not a, at that point, it's not to the process server. That argument doesn't matter. It's a legal argument. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, we actually sent the sheriff out twice and then a process yeah, server. Yeah, don't send so. the sheriff. Send a, pro a private process server. Uh, sheriffs uh, don't do a phenomenal job at all, at all. Jared. Hi, Jared. Hey, Bill. Um, thanks for taking my call. So recently my dad passed away and uh, I'm going through a number of different things as you can imagine, but medical bills is the big one. And, um, he's actually had quite a lot of bills pile up to the tune of about $50,000. And I'm trying to figure out if those medical bills are my responsibility to take care of, or if those kind of get washed away with his passing. Yeah. Okay. First of all, uh, when you say it's your responsibility, are you the executor, executor or the trustee of a trust that's involved? Yes. All right. Yeah. Then it is your responsibility. And uh, how much money is in the trust, Jared? Well, that's the thing is it's uh, he's got money, but it's in an annuity. Oh, um, they can't so touch annuities. They can't touch. I don't think they can yeah, touch annuities. So it's up to you to call the medical providers and say, hey, my dad is dead and uh, he has no money. What are you going to do? Now, you can't commit fraud. You can't lie about it, uh, but if he doesn't have any assets other than an annuity, you say to them, hey, why don't you go ahead and check it out? Go ahead and do your due diligence. Would, and they'll probably... They they'll, go ahead. My, mom, my mom's a... Sorry. My, my mom's also a living survivor, and I'm just worried that they would go after her house or... Yeah, I don't think they're going to go after the house. Them. You know what you have to do? You uh, There are attorneys that specialize in this, trust and estate lawyers, uh, yeah, debt uh, collection lawyers out there. You do a little research and just ask those questions because now we're talking okay. about technical aspects. What they, what's exempt? What is not exempt? How much they can go after? Uh, there's money there. It transfers to a spouse. Uh, there are all kinds of exemptions. Uh, but you, as the trustee, you you have a duty. Uh, you absolutely have a duty to uh, pay the bills on behalf of the estate. And if you don't or ignore them. The creditors can go after you personally because you're the one that breached the duty. So you want to make right. sure that you pay pursuant to the rules. And uh, these lawyers can get pretty aggressive 
with uh, creditors, and it may be worthwhile to hire one uh, just to deal with all the creditors. Uh, I mean, I would, uh, especially if you're talking about a fair amount of money uh, and you're talking about a, a, just a boatload of uh, bills. Ben! Hello, Ben. Welcome. Hello. Yes, my father died about two years ago in Georgia, and being his only son by adoption, basically I was never notified that he died. I had to check the uh, obituaries myself, and I just being his, his only son, am I uh, entitled to anything? Yeah, him, yeah. Or, if or? you're if you're his only son, Ben, and you have no siblings, and there's no wife uh, that no, exists, none. you're entitled to all of it, Ben. Now. The problem is that was two years ago and uh, was an estate opened, uh, was a probate open on behalf of uh, the estate that I don't know. And that you get to go to the county where he died and pull the records. These are all public records. And you'll see it's in Ray, the estate of uh, Ben's dad, uh, whatever his name was, and to see if a probate has been opened and what they did with that probate. Because uh, whoever filed for that probate, and if the county even did it on its own and the money went to the county, uh, whoever does that has a duty to find you, Ben, has a duty to go out and find relatives. Now, they may have done it. Uh, Maybe no one knew. Uh, that your dad had a son. And by the way, the adoption part doesn't matter. As long as you were legally adopted, you're the child. And so yeah, you man. have to go backwards and do a little bit of investigating. And uh, okay, see. So, uh, yeah, but the bottom line is. Enjoy- go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, he's in Georgia. And uh, we're off and on communicating. And uh, I- I'm here in Southern California. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You're going to, you know, they, they, if the property's in Georgia, you'll get the money. They, no one cares where you live. You're, you're, entitled, okay, so. you're entitled to the entire estate. You just have to find out what happened to the entire estate. We have some lines open. Uh, so let me give you a number before we take a break uh, because, uh, you know, you'll be able to actually go in and get a question answered, uh, which uh, sometimes we go through the whole show and you don't even have the opportunity to, to get into uh, the show. Number is 800-520-1534, 800-520-1534. And if we end up coming back and uh, most of our lines are open, which sometimes happen, uh, maestro, if you will. And we'll be doing that for the rest of the show. That's when the show gets really good. I must tell you, when Baby Shark uh, plays for 40 minutes, our ratings go through the roof. Did you know that? Uh, hello, Glenn. Yeah. And? Uh, I went to I went to uh, court last Wednesday in small claims court to, to try to get money from a, a, a deadbeat tenant. And I come to find out uh, during the questioning that uh, he'd received COVID relief funds that were supposed to go to me. Right. And and uh, the I guess the COVID administrator, and he agreed that he would get the check and not give it to me. Uh, who's liable? Uh, oh, he is, because he didn't pay the rent. It doesn't matter where the check went, other than have if you had gotten the check, you couldn't sue him. But you didn't get the right. check. 
And then uh, right. the, the issue is, too, if the uh, county or the state, whatever program for rent relief or the city rent relief program, the money was uh, sent to him wrongly, doesn't change the fact that you're owed the money. So he's well, liable. He's but, liable. But, or, but, but the COVID administrator agreed to give him the check instead of giving it to me. It doesn't matter. That doesn't make him any less liable. He just got. No, he I, effectively I got free liability. money. What about the What about the administrator's liability? Uh, there isn't any. You're not going to. You're not going to get anything from administrator. COVID administrator ain't going to happen. Because who's a COVID administrator? Okay. Uh, it's a governmental entity, or it was hired right. by the government. So no, you're not. It's you're going to go after the tenant uh, for the rent that was paid, and the administrator screwed up. You should have gotten the rent. Right. The, but try right. to. So but the eighteen eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, try to sue. The, but try to sue him. First of all, you got to hire a lawyer. Uh, well, he's a deadbeat. Well, he's a deadbeat. He's a deadbeat. That's Unfortunately, why, that's why was, so you take. That's why I was you're looking gonna, at the administrator. Yeah, you throw him out. Yeah, but you're, it's going to take way too much to sue a governmental entity. It's just not going to happen. And then there's probably qualified immunity, and it goes on and on and on. All you can do is get rid of this guy, take the loss uh, on your taxes, and uh, you got screwed. You're one of the landlords that got screwed by COVID. Congratulations. You know who who hasn't. Um, John, uh, hello, John. Yes, Welcome sir. to Handle on the Law. Yes. Okay, so my wife uh, broke her foot last year, at the beginning of the year, and they, we, I took her to the emergency room. The emergency room says that she has an infection in her foot. That's why it broke. So we're going to go ahead and start doing uh, antibiotics. They took a blood test on her. She had um, her kidney showed that they were injured, meaning they were at tight, uh, stage two out of five stages of fa- failure. So they start pumping her full of this, uh, these antibiotics, and they watch her kidneys start to fail. They're, I mean, they, they literally went from a, a stage two to a stage five in a matter of four days. And they watched it on the blood result, the blood test that her kidneys were failing. So... At, um, on the fifth day, on the fourth day, they said, oh, shoot, this is a bad thing going on here. We're going to start giving her penicillin instead. The medicine that they gave her tells them, I mean, the, 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 the FDA's report, it says, hey, this stuff is really harsh on the kidneys. And doing two of the antibiotics that they used was really, really bad for the kidneys. Okay. And shouldn't be, it, it, you know, if there's a problem. Well, the end result was is now her kidneys are in stage five failure. She's doing dialysis four, uh, three times uh, a, a week, sometimes four, and she's been in the hospital. This is now she's in the hospital right now for the fourth time because of the shunt they put in her, and they can't get rid of the infection. So the fact that they gave her this these, these medicines and they watched her kidneys quite literally die as as they were doing it. Are they liable? Do I have any sort of a case to go against them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, based on what you're saying, John, uh, and I don't know what kind of defenses, would it happen anyway? And uh, this is one of those side effects that happens uh, every, you know, one in a hundred thousand cases. And she signed the consent form, which she did. But that doesn't waive malpractice, by the way. Yeah, based on what you said, I think you have a hell of a case. Uh, And... I would suggest uh, calling, uh, go to handleonthelaw.com. There are medical malpractice attorneys on handleonthelaw.com that'll give you much better advice than I can. 
uh, they'll actually spend time with you, and it doesn't cost anything, but they'll spend time with you talking about it because I don't uh, have the time to do it. And the only thing uh, you know that I know about kidneys is uh, you pee good or you don't pee good. You, if you're a, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm a pretty good peer. So, right. uh, you know, uh, what can I tell you? But yeah, yeah, it sure, right. it sure sounds like you've got a good case. Yeah, on its uh, on its face. Uh, Mark. Hello, Mark. Hey, Bill, I got a parking ticket, uh, a, a local beach parking lot run by the city. And I, I wasn't even in the parking lot at the time. I, I actually could prove it. I had to spend time getting text messages and uh, a receipt from a restaurant that I was at. So it took me, you know, hours and hours to collect all this information to present it to the city, and they finally dismissed the ticket, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've got a lot of time out of pocket. Can I go after the city for that time that I spent putting all that information together? And, no. And mailing no. it with no. certified mail and all that kind no. of stuff? No. Now, you can make a claim, but you're not going to get any money. Uh, they're going to say no, thank you. And then now what do you do? Uh, you're going to go after a city and you're going to be talking to a city attorney. And if you think you wasted a lot of time now, huh, just wait until you file or try to file a lawsuit against the, uh, the city. You know what, Mark? You got stuck with some bad luck. Yeah. Yeah, I that's did. it. I mean, it happens. You know, it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, you do. How about this? When the police wrongly tow cars away. And to get your car out of Hawk, you have to pay the lot, and you get stuck with that too. You can't I had go. That happen too. Yeah, you can't go after the cops. Uh, you can't go after the city. They they simply say it was a good faith mistake. I went after the tow yard. Yeah, so. good luck. You're not going to get anything. <laughs> yep, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But. So uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but uh, you know, uh, welcome aboard. That's the way it works. Uh, 800-520-1534 is the number coming back. We've got one more hour of uh, the legal show. So if you want to jump in, uh, now is a good time. This is Handle on the Law. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.